Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Acton Millwall. My name's Nick Hart. We're here before the Millwall v Brentford Good Friday fixture. Just going to listen to some words from Barry Mizzen, family well known to all Millwall fans. Fantastic work by Barry Mizzen there, dear listeners. Wonderful family, an inspirational family, I think you'd all agree. I've had the um, privilege of meeting both Margaret and, and Barry, and they, they, they live the life according to those um, principles that, 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 that um, you know, they've they put forward so well since the tragic death of their son, Jimmy, 11 years ago. Wow, um, amazing how time flies. Listeners, it's a beautiful early summer's day here in South Bermondsey. The sun is out, the sun's shining. It must be around 20 centigrade. That's what, 70-something in old Fahrenheit money, isn't it? Um, beautiful day for football, beautiful day for a London derby. The script here should say, let's say up front, mid-table Brentford, who come into today's game in 14th position, 54 points, nothing to play for, should roll over for Hungry Lions, placed 20th, just two points clear of the 22nd relegation spot. 
got there. I've run on 40 points, Mill on 42. We do have that critical game in hand, of course, but um, I really don't want to be depending on games in hand. I don't really want to be going to rock the Wigan on the last day of the season, to be absolutely blunt with you, dear listeners. It'll be nice to get some points here today, three points preferably, and something out of that trip up to Villa Park on Easter Monday, another critical game there. So it'd be nice to have the, um, the fat lady singing before we get down to the game in hand, be Stoke, uh, Bristol rather, and then that final a long away trip up to uh, Wigan, which um, I, like many others, can seriously do without. Some real team news today. Meredith, James Meredith returns to the starting 11 at the expense of Ben Marshall, drops from the bench today. Um, interesting choice. So today's real team for you, the listeners. David Marston in goal. In the back line will be Jake Cooper, Alex Pierce, James Meredith, and Marlon Romeo. Across the midfield, we'll have Ryan Leonard, Ben Thompson. Ryan Tunnicliffe on the wings, therefore, will be Jed Wallace and Shane Ferguson. And carving out that lonely goat herd role up front will be Lee Gregory. System has worked quite well for us this season. How do you feel about it? I, I, I mean, any, any system that produces decent football and gets a result for me is good enough. Neil Harris felt the need to go on uh, News at Den in the week to have another little dig at the keyboard warriors who've slated him for um, somewhat unimaginative football at times this season. Um, results do do the talking on that front. I mean, I was looking at the, uh, you know, the, the Mill History website. There was a whole patch of red, four, four losses in a row during the first part of the season. Another period like that where we couldn't buy a goal, get a win in the second part. So there's clearly been some need to change tactics. That has happened. So well done, all concerned. But... Um, I think maybe it's time to, to leave that subject alone now, Neil. Yeah, keyboard warriors. That, that comes with the turf in the game of football management. And um, people will have their say. I tuned into the Sheffield United game. Great uh, one-all draw. Obviously, I tuned into an illicit feed on, on Twitter to watch it. And you get in-game comments while, while, um, when you're showing like a live teles, teles, uh, periscope feed. And seriously, some of the comments you get from people are, are moronic. Um, unfortunately, that's, that's human nature and that's not going to change anytime soon. So uh, you need a thick skin to be in football management. I do think that Neil Harris needs to work on the thickness of his skin. Uh, but that said, in the end, the results are the results do the talking. Let's hope the result for today's game does as much talking as necessary. Two teams just lining up in the tunnel. Brentford wearing their familiar red and white stripes. Lines will be in traditional dark blue shirts, white shorts. Just as we wait for the teams to come out onto the pitch, um, I did a load of prep for this game. Well, I say a load of prep, a bit of prep, a little bit. I do do prep, believe me, listeners. I know it might not always sound like I do prep, but I did do some. And I put it on the other, on the iPad, left it all at home, didn't, didn't email it to myself. So um, I am good on my phone, so I'll try and work from memory on all this fantastic prep. It would be so good if I've had the prep on it as it is about to blag way through today's game. It's junior takeover day, incidentally. Uh, we have a, a young, young man doing the um, pre-match announcements. Well done to him. We have a, don't know if he listens to his show, his family listens to the show. Uh, but tell him from, from me, he done very, very well. So he should be proud of his efforts today. Um, it's junior takeover day. So there's youngsters in a number of critical positions. Um, I don't know if they're in charge of the club accounts. That would be good if they were. We might get a few big signings in the summertime. But anyway, um, it's also for Jimmy Day. So two, two great um, ideas and um, initiatives by the club. Here come the teams. Beautiful sunny day, as I've said. Flags fluttering a very gentle breeze. It's the kind of day that makes you think of leather on willow at the start of a cricket season. 
as it is. We've got business to attend to. Last um, four games, uh, five games of the season for Millwall. A win today would be a massive step forward towards survival. Warm day. First real warm day of the year. We need some water at pitch side. Good crowd. Mill stairs look pretty much um, 75% plus full. Which is fantastic to see. Great performance up at Sheffield United. I don't know if you watched it or if you followed it, how you saw it. I followed it on this um, fuzzy feed. It had reminiscent of the early pictures from the moon in terms of quality, but thankfully it gave me a good idea of what happened. Obviously, great second half performance by the Lions. We really did take the game to Sheffield after going that goal down. We can't take it to them before we go a goal down, but there we are. Um, I'll be drawing the ire of Neil Harris if I say things like that. But as it was, great second half performance. We really did take the game to them. Got that late penalty, hit the crossbar. I must admit, I thought it was all over at that point. An unlucky away win. But then, um, heart-stopping late, 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 late goal from Juicy Jake Cooper to take away a single point and some fantastic scenes of solidarity with the team and the fans at the end of that wonderful performance. So let's hope we can take that spirit into today's proceedings, dear listeners. Crowd in good voice. Zampa or Bolina in this weather, it's quite warm and the idea of being stuck inside that furry suit, sweating one's um, gonads off, I, I wouldn't have thought an awful lot of money, doesn't, doesn't appear, so well done to Zampa and Bolina, I don't know if we get a mention on this show, so it's time to mention uh, the two, the two um, lovable pre-match mascots. Incidentally, I got an invite from... Um, he sotted as a Brentford podcast, nice guy called Billy, who I don't know. Um, he wanted me to um, send some questions for Thomas Frank. Uh, my initial reaction was, seriously, I didn't know Thomas Frank was. Uh, it turns out he's the Brentford manager. And um, he wanted light-hearted questions. And I, I couldn't think of any questions whatsoever, serious or light-hearted, to, to send. Uh, you know, there's a kind of an unspoken medieval guild of podcasters so if people ask for your help it's nice to better give them a little bit of a assistance uh, but I just generally couldn't think of anything I wanted to ask him I, 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 just, I really did have to look up to see who the man was initially so in the end thankfully fate took a hand and um, Thomas Frank's appearance on the Besotted show got cancelled so I didn't need to come up with anything at all thankfully so I really was at my at end of my tether my wits end trying to think of anything I wanted to ask Thomas Frank and I, I still would stare at that blank sheet of paper even now Anyway, there we are. Achtung, Millball. Teams lined up for, for kickoff. Mill will be attacking the away end in accordance with the uh, Millwall Act of 1873. Away we go. I always find Brentford a, uh, you know, an interesting little club. They play some, in my mind, I'm, you might want to dispute this, but I always think they play an interesting style of football, good football, on relatively few resources, though others tell me that they've got quite... Um, you know, wealthy backers, so maybe they're not quite the, the underdogs that um, I, I construct in my romantic mind. I always find them quite tricky opponents, and um, I, I get a sense that although they've got mid-table respectability to play for today, that uh, they won't be easy pushovers. We've got to work for our 
our points today. This is a break now. This is the two on the left side, just outside the left side of Milpins. There's a cross into the box. That's taken easy enough by David Martin in goal. Ben, Am ben Amos on the bench, incidentally. No sign of Jordan Archer. I don't, I don't know if there's any reason behind that. Um, or if he's just, um, you know, accepted that it's the end of the line for Jordan Archer. There's a long ball forwards for Lee Gregory to chase down. I think he's going to get a, a throw, a, a free kick over two minutes. So, no, um, something sad about the uh, the final days of Jordan Archer. I remember when he first came to us from Spurs. Before we'd acquired a real prospect of a goalkeeper. And that, that, that element still is in within him, but he's developed um, some mental loops, I think. And um, maybe only a move will help him conquer those if he, if he can I hope I, I wish him well I hope I hope that uh, what seems to be a summertime move that's looming works out for him I think he's, he's, a, he's a decent bloke and he's clearly got goalkeeping talent but there's certain basic elements of his game that um, need to be worked upon all down the left channel taken well by Lee Gregory just can't keep it in unfortunately he does keep it in fantastic work there by Lee Gregory finds Ben Thompson Shane Ferguson uh, Thompson's crossing into the boxes Panicky, clear. Anyway, the, the defenders under no real pressure now for the fact the ball was coming out probably unexpectedly. He's um, hacked a clearance, he's given away a corner on the left side. Early enterprise here by, by Millwall. So it's going to be Shane Ferguson that takes the left-sided corner. Five minutes on the stadium clock. And it comes from the left. It's curving away from the goalkeeper to no one, unfortunately. Headed clear by the Brentford defender. And shot straight into the nether regions of one of the Brentford midfielders. He's gone down clutching his um, groin, as you can hear by the, uh, the hoot of derision. Referee stuck play. Much for the annoyance of the Mill crowd, who felt that pressure continued. He's taken that full in the, in, in the nuts, basically, six minutes. He's, he's um, writhing in agony. And I don't blame him. I would too. Ben Thompson doing well there to uh, win that free corner from which this passage of play derived. A um, little bit of controversy. We mentioned it on the Real Millwall Fan Show. Incidentally, tune into the Real Millwall Fan Show. Don't accept any substitute, dear listeners. Um, we're talking about the player of the season, the fact that Ben Thompson has been barred from that event um, on loan, obviously, at Portsmouth for the first part of the season. Returned. Uh, a player transformed, I think, in all honesty, as a critical part of the team. No, he's a must-pick in this starting eleven. but uh, the club have decided that he's not eligible to be voted for for player of the season, the, the Mill Stavka, the, uh, the high command of uh, Comrade Stalin Kavanagh. Stalin Kavanagh has decided that um, it's not appropriate for Ben to be part of the vote. Um, yeah, I, I, get, I get the reasons why some will want him. I get the reasons why... Uh, the club won't want him in that sense. Um, Lee Gregory was my vote. I think I've said this already. I'll say it again. Um, I suppose all right to say is it's not a vote of any massive consequence. It's not like we're voting to stay in the European Union or come out of it or something of that order. Is it? It's, it's Mills' player of the season. So let the kids boogie woogie. That's my my uh, final thought on it. Long ball falls there towards this aforesaid Ben Thompson. Ball finds its way out to, to Marlon on the right. Coming towards eight minutes. A little passage of possession play by Brentford at the moment. They don't seem to be terribly incisive, but that will um, stand to be correct. They come down the left now. Maybe they're becoming a bit more incisive. There's a cross blocked by Marlon on the left. Nine minutes. If it wasn't such a serious game from a mill perspective, you could probably enjoy it in a more pre-season 
warm day friendly kind of atmosphere but this is this is business so Mill do need to keep it tight they're sitting behind the ball whilst Brentford have a lot of possession here's the 14 on the right now it's a seven as in the Mill penalty and he's run straight into into Juicy Jake and Gregory wins a free kick as the ball's worked down the left channel there Clatter from behind, it's going to be a Millwall free kick on the left side, 14 minutes on the clock. Taken quickly by Ferguson, this is Gregory now over the ball. Finds Ferguson again overlapping on the left, there's a ball low. Giving a little bit more power on it, unfortunately just couldn't quite connect it. It's gone for a Millwall corner in the event, 14 and a half minutes, left side corner. Another contender for player of the season in many people's eyes, Shane Ferguson, about to take this corner. The, uh, you know, the storyline of being out in the cold, in it comes, near post, bouncing around. side from the corner, headed down, Lee Gregory spins inside the six-yard box and slams in from close. 1-0 Millwall. Well, I criticise his finishing. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Gregory. I criticise his finish. Just watch it again on the big screen. No deal showing at the moment. Nice finish. Can't criticise his finishing on that front. from kickoff, Brentford to put the ball straight into touch the seven um, let it run straight past and maybe their minds are on which beach in Marbella they're going to be sat up on in just a few weeks time let's hope so let's hope they stay on that beach ordering their glass of San Miguel very, and we're very happy for them to get on, on on the early 16 minutes 16 and a half minutes Ryan Leonard over overcooks it slightly um, there's a player that's done well for me this season I thought initially when he first arrived from Sheffield ex-South End player of course who Neil would have known from, from his days at uh, Roots Hall. Um, I think I said a few times, so it's quite hard to see what the fuss was about. We paid over a million pounds for Ryan Leonard. Uh, but as the season has worn on, especially in this second half of the campaign, I'm, I'm increasingly seeing now the, the player that um, clearly Neil Harris wanted, and that's, that's great to see. So there's another story, there's a number of stories. We've mentioned Shane Ferguson already. He's come back from being out in the cold, you know, drifting, going nowhere. Uh, now he's forced his way back into a, a first-choice position above Ben Marshall, the one-time golden boy, now sat on the bench. Um, great storylines. And Ryan Leonard, I think, also is a, another great story from this um, slightly disjointed campaign, but certainly it's one that's finished you know, with drama. It's not over yet, of course. I'm talking like it's a done deal, but um, this would be a big three points if we can keep hold of uh, matters today. This is Brentford and the edge of our penalty area they've got the ball out wide right it's seven this is the 14 from distance will he have a shot he will that's a great goal from distance the 14 took a, a long looping shot from some distance out that must be what wow 30 yards 30 yards 35 yards a long way out it's a looping shot high into the top left hand corner one all 19 minutes wow good goal you've got to take your hat after the goal um, Lions probably just giving a little bit too much space in retrospect although that's crystal clear hindsight a, a, a long shot a, a very hard ball to get close to from the goalkeeper's point of view one each 19 minutes as we're ticking towards 20 21 and a half minutes coming towards the halfway point in the first half it's been all Millwall for me really on balance to the opening quarter of the game 
you did well to work a, a crucial lead, 1-0 from Lee Gregory, only to switch off slightly. I think probably the uh, the 14, wasn't it, who scored the goal from distance, was probably given a touch more space than we could be comfortable with. And that was a bit of a great finish for 1-0. So um, Lions very much um, getting themselves ahead and then, unfortunately, giving it all away. Ball over the top, almost finding Mills' defence in a sixes and sevens there. But um, as it is, we, we take the chance to hoof clear. It falls to Thompson on these pushed over on the edge of the penalty area. Could be a free kick. Is it a, a, a red? He's through and gone. Is it red? Pushed from behind. Ben didn't really have any control on the ball deal. This is going to share that with you. It was a ball over the top. It was going to be the first one to the ball. He took a little clip from behind. And the referee from the other end of the pitch has given a red. I think probably if I were I a Brentford fan, God forbid, that might be a touch harsh. But as it is, we'll take it. That's uh, Brentford down to 10 men. The 27, that's the 22, that's the walk. Ben uh, took a bit of a clatter there, so I just want some attention. It's going to be a free kick on the edge of the penalty. About a yard short of the penalty. Well, is Lady Luck smiling on us again? Lady Luck smiled on us last week to get back into uh, in that game at Sheffield United and um, also another sending off in that game of course and there's a second sending off against another team in red and white stripes Brentford today 35 minutes whilst Ben Thompson just gets a little bit of attention that's what the crowd think just uh, trudging off to oh he's alright he's alright he says I can understand not having been pushed over or clapped on he took a knock earlier on any road Ben seems alright it's going to be a free kick just where the D connects with the penalty area on the left side about a yard short of that Wallace I think it's going to be a Wallace shot so Brentford down to 10 men now as we wait for this free kick and it comes Jed Wallace takes it blasts it's on target falls to Lee Gregory pushed wide pushed wide it's going to be a goal kick it was a corner Goalkeeper um, got low down to the left, got a hand to it, kept it out. No corner on it, here's a corner on the left side. Would indicate a goal kick for a moment there. Thompson re enters play. Right sided corner, that's the attack. 37 minutes. Ferguson takes it, he's into the near ball post, that was Leonard. It falls to Talik every pass over from the edge of the penalty on the volley. Tough, tough break there, but 37 minutes. Lions now playing 10 men. Ben looking in a spot of trouble. This is not a welcome sight. He's um, sitting down again. He won't want to go off. Looks like Ben's going to have to come out of the game, unfortunately, dear listeners. 38 minutes. Standing ovation for Ben Thompson as he walks disconsolately off the pitch. We're going to bring in Tom Elliott. Change of formation. Tom made a big uh, impact up at uh, Sheffield, I thought. A much maligned player. He did well for us up there, so a forced change of formation now. Gives a bit of height in, in the uh, in the attack. There's a slight kind of half-sleepy kind of early summer's feel to today's game from the Millwall perspective, which is not appropriate for our league position by any stretch of imagination. We need to get on some um, red ball or something in the second half. Six minutes. A couple of injuries, of course, to Ben. But it come Brentford, they've not looked a bad attacking unit. And this is the seven on the right-hand side. It's cut back inside. There's another shot. It's hit the crossbar. Wow. Another shot from distance. Hits the crossbar in the dying minutes of the first half. 
Another warning shot across the bows of the uh, Millwall side. Well, there are calls for an intimidating atmosphere this afternoon. Unfortunately, the, 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 the day, a beautiful sunny day, the sleepy nature of the football has not combined to produce that kind of atmosphere. And I don't think that's working to our advantage at the moment because here comes Brentford. They've looked quite dangerous. Even a man down, they've looked dangerous. Here they come on the, the left side. There's a ball through to Marlon. And we will clear. We just need to form up into a shape for the second half. I, don't, I think we're... Um, also been thrown out by the loss of obviously of Ben Thompson and the enforced change to the formation as we must be ticking down towards the final few seconds of the first half there goes the whistle Millwall 1, Brentford 1 um, it's been quite a tumultuous first half in some ways, Lions taking the lead early with that fine tight taken strike by Lee Gregory Brentford then worked their way back into the game with a decent strike from distance from the, from the 14 we then have the, the drama of the sending off, Ben Thompson's injury, and then that um, late, late, late uh, moment where Brentford, the sevens, hit the crossbar from, um, again, the shot from distance. So we need to be aware of these, um, their ability on the ball to shoot from distance. We've got to close down space more. We need to find a, a, a more Millwall shape for the second half, because at the moment we're sleepily drifting towards, at best, a draw, at worst, a loss. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back, dear listeners. Team's coming out for the second half. Mill substitution, halftime substitution. Ben Marshall enters the fray at the expense of James Meredith. Presumably Marshall to be further forwards, Ferguson to fill the, the left-back role. Um, tactician that I am, as you can hear. Away we go. This is Jed Wallace on, on the right side. The, the Brentford central defender, I think it's the 34. That, that crosses to nobody. Um, has a slight Alexei Lalas kind of feel at, the, at this distance. And older listeners, US listeners from the 1994 World Cup in the USA remember Alexei Lalas, who was kind of like a hippie come surfer dude who played in the US national team. And at this distance, I mean, my eyes are fading me, as, as you'll appreciate, week in, week out, listening to this show. Um, but he's got a slight Alexei Lalas kind of feel, kind of, same kind of uh, loose perm. Ray Parler, I think I described him as earlier on, but I'm going to go with Alexei Lalas now. Parler's out, Lalas is in. Leonard just dispossessed in midfield. I, I think I made reference in a tweet at half-time to um, summertime, the living is easy. I said the mill was sleepy. I think that was my play on words with the old uh, Gershwin. Uh, summertime, what was that, showboat, was it? Um, you know what I mean, but they're just sitting on the ball there, slightly switched off. I think we've got to stay switched on. We're working the ball out wide right at the moment. This is Marlon, 49 minutes. All the way back to Jakey. Not an awful lot of movement. Uh, Ferguson just had the ball on the left there, was looking to cross, but there was no movement. There's a long, lofty ball in towards Tom Elliott. He heads it down, but uh, just a, a tad too far for Jed Wallace. Going to be a throw in on the, on the left side now. Well, we won't have a better opportunity to get three valuable points, dear listeners, than set up against a 10 man Brentford who's. I know they've had a couple of decent shots on goal, but their attention's clearly not really on this game as a, as a must, must have. But if we keep giving them space. Another ball forwards there towards the red and white shirt. That will hurt us, but we well, this is this is a major chance for Millwall. If we let this one go, then ball shot on from the distance there from the eleven low, no the seven shot from the nine. Sorry, from distance, just wide on left side post. For one awful moment, that was creeping in. I mean, today is, of course, um, social media silence day from the initially from the PFA. Ball in from the left. Ball falls now to, to Ben Marshall. This is Ferguson overlapping on the left side. Ball in low. About rebounds off the first defender, sadly. Yeah, social media uh, silence. They protesting at racist abuse at football from the PFA. It's an interesting idea. I'm not sure um, how much impact it will really have on, on the uh, issue, on the problem. Mostly on social media, but I guess also um, the idea of being to protest against it inside the stadium too. I mean, I, I, I back anything that... Um, speaks out against it I know that we, uh, we're Millwall and we joke and laugh but there's a, there's a line there in the modern game so well done to the PFA for organising that one or two Millwall players I saw uh, Ben Thompson I saw Marlon and Sean Williams re retweeting that social media is a very strange world um, in some ways in some ways and it's probably I don't know if I'll get this point across the ball coming down the left side he's Shane Ferguson there finds Marshall crossing to the near post. That's going to go for a corner. In some ways, in the heat of, uh, of a football match, I don't condone it, but I, I kind of get the uh, the outburst nature of it. But social media is um, 
far more calculated and cold and in the privacy of your own home and it really is a, a, an insight in many areas not just racist abuse but the, a, an insight into the dark soul of mankind the, the ball across the penalty and that's going to go for another right side corner bit of pressure on 53 minutes so well done PFA well done Marlon Ben and, and Sean I think one or two others so I know uh, a lot of the clubs are reposting it so uh, well done for, the, for that I'll probably draw a load of abuse for that but anyway I don't give a shit right side corner Millwall 53 minutes 53 and a half minutes going to be Ferguson that takes in it comes it's deep 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 headed away thanks to Ben Marshall bit of pressure here from Millwall trying to make the man's count this is Jed Rice from the left that's into the near post rebounds away Marlon puts it into touch Mill fans howling for a free kick we're not going to get it this is Brentford they've been dangerous from distance another shot on target spattered away by Dave Martin in goal there they don't mind a shot from distance I'll tell you that much for nothing that's a scuffed shot that's been pushed around by David Martin awkward little shot actually done well to get that for a right sided corner as we come to 60 minutes it's taken short trying to work a penalty goal kick given rightly so the 17 went flying under under the tension of the Marlon Romeo the referee spots that a mile off and says goal kick 63 minutes Brentford still finding space unbelievably despite a man disadvantaged they've got the ball just on the edge of the day. there's a shot from distance that's wide left that's another shot and as you can hear the sounds of um, disgruntlement which sounds like a kind of a, an anti, anti-gospel quite isn't it? the sounds of disgruntlement from the den but we're giving them too much time and space to shoot from distance and they've shown a couple of times in this game that they're dangerous another Brentford bad down clutching his face this time a few words being exchanged between Neil Harris a little bit of um, pushing and shoving crowd on their feet there's a few uh, fist, fisticuffs going on down there the 17's gone down clutching his leg Look rather theatrically all very odd that performance art theatre's going on down there it's like someone saying to a group of drama students, imagine you've been shot. That's got the crowd fired up. We needed something to get the crowd going. And those amateur dramatics, I think they've got them going. The 17 still keeping uh, in character, clutching his leg. Referee talking on his headset. Don't seem to be any, any action. Tom Elliott is having a conversation with the referee. The referee's got his card out. What's going on here? Yellow card for Tom Elliott for some reason. I think it may, may the original offence may have been claimed to have been elbow to the face. Tom's not happy. Unseemly play acting by Brentford there. That, that's something that um, never goes down well at the den. Don't go down well when Millwall players do it. It's, it's actually something that I... I don't know if you can make such um, statements that there's a, a Millwall character. I think there is. And we don't take to um, theatricality like that on our side and certainly not on, opposition, uh, on the opposition. 67 minutes. We're halfway through the second half. One really, really important quarter of football to go. One each. The Lions have shown more um, attacking intent in the second half, but still nothing decisive in front of goal 
and Brentford still look dangerous if we give them time and space. Nicely worked for her, and despite the booing for Alexi Lalas there, this gives the 11 the chance to break into the middle penalty area, but it scuffs through to David Martin. The event's a little moment of panic there. They they, they worked that quite quite cleverly, I felt, without um, you know praising the opposition, the Cardinal Mill sin, of course. Crowder involved. It's taken a well three quarters of the game to get there, but we are involved. Poor pass from Pierce. He's not looked um, totally with it today, Alex Pierce. That's a poor pass. It gives the 11 the chance to break down our left. Great work there by Tunnicliffe to get involved. It comes back to the 11 on, on the left side, 72 minutes. Brentford passed the ball very well, in all fairness. We're over on the right side now. Shot across the face of the box there. That's going to go for a goal kick. Thankfully, that was across the face of the middle goal there from the right. 72 and a half minutes. Quality of our passing is not being... You know, snappy this afternoon. Comment about crossings not being really good enough. Still 14 minutes to go for that to be addressed, but it's not been um, one of our better performances, in my opinion. We've not really worked enough decisive chances for me in this second half. We've had a lot of ball. 77 minutes, so it's not over with yet, but um, Brentford don't look completely out of the game either, so everything to play for as we enter the last uh, 12 minutes now of the game, 78 minutes. Brentford are pushing forward, it's going to be another shot from distance, no, there's the nine, on the edge of the D, a moment of um, heart-stopping tension, there's for the 12, must be offside, he offside, offside, ball found its way through to the 12, but he was a good yard or two offside there. 80 minutes, but well, we play to the absolute last moment of the Sheffield United game, we're going to need to probably do something similar this afternoon. Three massive points at stake. I can't. I know I've said that a few times. 82 minutes, eight minutes to go, plus any any extra time that's awarded. Huge, huge opportunity still. Even though we've not played at our best this afternoon, it's going to be a free kick. Pierce takes from the from the right side. It's deep over the heads of everybody. It falls through to Ferguson, but the referee blew the whistle for some offence of some sort, some dreary misdemeanour. Truth is, we've really, really missed Ben Thompson since he's gone out of the game. He, he gives you that industry, that that uh, that vim in midfield, and we've we've slightly looked um, a little bit switched off as the second half's gone along. Brentford trying to work their way through on the right side. Mill really up up against it here. They, they, he's through on, on almost on goal. Ball back to the 24. Fired at him, high over the bar. Real chance for Brentford there, Dennis. There's 85 minutes. Wow. Last few seconds of the game, I think. The ball over on the left side. Mill trying to work. So they don't want to give Brentford an opportunity to break falls, but Mick Pierce does cut that out well. Ball forwards, trying to find out Lee Gregor. It's gone through to the Brentford goalkeeper. In all honesty, it's not been one of the great Mill performances this afternoon. Um, we can see it through now to a draw. That's probably better than nothing, but that's, there's a sense of uh, real opportunity lost here this afternoon, dear listeners. Poor show overall. We, we never really recovered from the loss of Ben Thompson in the... Uh, in the uh, first half. There's the final whistle. Mill 1, Brentford 1. Disappointing performance by the Lions. Should have got more out of the game. Ten-man Brentford from the first half. We've, we, we weren't firing on all cylinders this afternoon, dear listeners. Um, but that's an opportunity wasted. One point where we should have really been looking at, at three points. So, disappointing afternoon at the Den. We'll be right back after these messages. You 
So there we are, dear listeners, a very disappointing afternoon's proceedings at the Den, as you will uh, have gathered from that footage and also, obviously, the wider results. Um, strange days, football, in many respects. I I personally feel that we that we never recovered from the loss of Ben Thompson. It changed our shape. Going, Brentford going down to 10 men didn't seem to affect them in the way that it affected us. I mean, this is a story of a lifetime as a Millwall fan, isn't it? Um, but they they passed the ball. They looked dangerous, and in all honesty, probably deserved the game. Um, there was a sense of a point gained out of that, which I think Neil Harris referred to in his one of his um, always much um, commented on post match comments. There was a point gained to take to Aston Villa, and in a sense, you could argue that with results smiling upon us, largely speaking, namely in the in the shape of Rotherham getting beaten. 4-3 in the end at Swansea City. Um, the, the, the league table is um, is not the worst it could possibly be for us. Wigan uh, pulled off a great result at Leeds today. 2-1 win there. They're probably not out of the woods by any stretch, but certainly as it is at the moment, Millwall have a crucial three-point gap between ourselves in, in 21st position. Uh, Rotherham still in that third relegation spot. Bolton are gone now. Uh, so the third relegation spot in 22nd is Rotherham at the moment. A three-point gap to the Lions in 21st. And crucially, a substantial goal difference in our favour. So that's equivalent to a point in itself and the game in hand. So could have been a lot worse um, as Murph Payne rightly captures it. No point in trying to predict or second-guess football is at its maddest at this stage of the season. Uh, Neil Harris's managerial uh, gumption is constantly, constantly questioned on online. What worked at Sheffield United last Saturday worked very well. Didn't work today. Um, one or two posts online have pulled Neil Harris's um, pulled apart Neil Harris's decision to bring Tom Elliott into the game and effectively concede uh, an equal battle in midfield, a, a battle that probably... Brentford would always win in midfield as a passing side. And um, we matched some numbers and pushed Elliot forwards to try and win the aerial battle. Today was not a great day for Tom Elliott. It wasn't a great day for the, for the team generally. There were a lot of poor performances, in my opinion, particularly poor for Tom Elliott. But he wasn't the only one by any stretch of the imagination today that uh, didn't play to their to their best. I'd also pick out Alex Pierce in, in defence. I didn't think was... Um, was brilliant. Um, we we were attacked on the flanks a lot by Brentford. Uh, the seven Canos and the fourteen Da Silva looked particularly effective for them. Um, whereas we never really carved out any any clear cut chances after that opening goal from Lee Gregory. So difficult, difficult performance. Difficult, difficult day. Um, Neil Harris says he thought Brentford could come and be like Brazil. Um, okay. When you've got quality players with no pressure, it's a tough team play to play against. No pressure from their point of view in the sense that they're mid-tablers. As it is, we've still got that game in hand. We have to go to Aston Villa. If we can carve something out of Villa Park, the pressure really is on Rotherham to win on Monday and again next Saturday. Uh, Jake Sanders, um, referring to the loss of, of Rotherham at Swansea, uh, says Mill needs six points to guarantee survival. Six points to guarantee survival. Let that sink in. But if Rotherham lose the next two, they'll be relegated. 
Um, I, I can't see us getting a win at Aston Villa, although as Harry rightly said on the radio show, it'd be the most Millwall thing of all. Um, John Shipman, uh, Northern correspondent, puts his the nail hits the nail right on the head when he says we needed a centre forward desperately at Christmas and we failed. In fairness, today, I mean, uh, the centre forward would have been nice, that's for sure. It wasn't Tom Elliott's day? That's that that much is true. We really didn't create any 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 clear cut chances. I think the problem today lay in the poor quality of our crossing. And by that, I'm going to identify Jed Wallace and, and Ben Marshall and also Shane Ferguson, the men who are there to put the ball into the mix, into the danger zone. It didn't happen today. Um, John says we're paying for the lack of centre forward at Christmas. Yeah, we're also paying for, as one or two others have pointed out, the usual critics, perhaps, as, as Neil would see it, but a poor tactical choice when we went to 11 v 10. Uh, the emotional one says a very frustrating day at the den again. Sadly, we don't work keepers enough in our home games. No, we don't. The emotional one, <clears throat> not enough shots on goal. Hopefully it doesn't cost us in the end, he says. Uh, this is Mill in an ironic sense, I think. He says this is going to be Big Tom Elliott's day. He can feel it. It wasn't Big Tom Elliott's day at all. Mill halfway line thought we dominated in the first 20 against the team mentally on the beach, but we then unravelled. We allowed space for their goal, which he calls a disgrace. But we still had enough possession to have won. Too many key players today, says Mill halfway line. Too many key players didn't turn up. A management problem when players don't turn up for routine games. Routine in inverted commas. Um, Matthew Flack says when we changed formation after they went to 10 men, uh, we, we we changed. Why change? There, was a player, there were players on the bench that could play in Thomas's position, Thompson's position. Um, Grumpy Grimace says, and I think Grumpy's right. Incidentally, thanks for saying hello to me after the game, Grumps. Nice to see you, mate. Um, Brentford did a job, says Grumpy, on us today. And we fell straight into their trap. We were lucky to get a point in the end. I think that's my take on it too. Um, Daniel, speaking about Neil Harris and the point gained, he says we have to look at it as a positive going into Villa, which is probably true. But he opens himself up to comments like this. Well, this is one of many from Daniel that Neil does himself no favours with these post-match comments. I don't know what he's meant to say, actually. Um, you don't want a depressive manager saying we've got no chance, we're doomed, and we're going to go down. I think probably today is one to put behind us now. It was a poor performance. I can't really pick out a man in the match. It was probably Ben Thompson until he went off the, off the pitch in the first half. Overall, bad day at the office. We were lucky to get the point. Let's take it to Aston Villa and see if we can get another point there because I can't see us getting much more at the moment. Fingers crossed, dear listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Arriva Dirci Millwall. Oh, ho, Bermondsey. That's home to me. I'm longing for a moment when I shall see the happy laughing razor slashed faces of the people I love. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. And how I miss the smell of the gasworks and the people I love. I've so many childhood memories of that quaint old-fashioned town. There was a quaint old-fashioned schoolhouse till the school kids burned it down. Now.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.